darling, what's the use? The darker the chocolate, the richer the taste. And that's where it's at. Now run and tell that, run and tell that, run and tell that, now run and tell that. I can't yep. even dance in this chair. I want to move like little Inez, but it's like I'm restricted by the table. <laughs> I'm tired of holding up all my pride, so give me a five on the black hand side. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. We are in musical month, and damn, am I excited about this movie. Oh, yes, we are. I How got, you doing, I, sis? Can you see? What are you wearing? My, Let me see that. I you got Helen in. on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> she would be honored to be <laughs> this. Oh, this my God. My cast shirt from when I was in this show. Nice. In, uh, Mountain View. So I love I it. Pulled out an old cast shirt for this show. Very, very cute. All right, so uh, are you ready to drink? Because it's hot in my room. I'm so ready to drink. I got the AC on because it is fucking hot. I didn't get dressed up for y'all. I really kind of wanted to, but realized I didn't have the proper attire. And I could have done the hair and everything. I'm sorry, you guys. I I dropped the ball today. Ball dropped. It's okay. Ball dropped. We'll we'll (laughs) get into the fashion of this movie. Shit. All right, well, you got us... Drinking something that looks like the Toasted Fisherman. It looks like it, but it's not. It's not. So today we are drinking the Corny Collins Cocktail. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so then you can have a Corny Collins cocktail without Corny Collins. <laughs> For real, right? So this <laughs> is the Corny Collins Cocktail invented by yours truly here. So you're going to do, I did about an ounce and a half. I did put two ounces, but my cup was not big enough for that. I didn't. Okay. I don't I'll have say a You told glass. me two ounces. I did. But okay. do that two apple ounces of apple juice and half an ounce of lemonade. Okay. Lemonade. No, lemon juice. I am so oh. sorry. You, you had me fucked up. I was like, wait, I just straight up squeezed lemons from our neighbor. Well, I just... I just squeeze lemons from the store, but yes, lemons. (laughs) And I also suggest if you do have the means to uh, put a little bit of limoncello in it. I have not put any limoncello in it. You trying to hurt my feelings? That's for eating my birthday cake in front of me. (laughs) You bitch. You remember that shit? I didn't forget. Wow. I did not forget. So, yeah, girl. Oh I my didn't, god. I didn't put it in the first one, but I thought it would be a good add to it if you want to add a little more alcohol to it. I did make mm-hmm. my Rona limoncello this past 30 days, soaking li- lemon peels and some lemon juice in some vodka in a jar for over a month. And nice. then I shook it and mixed it with simple syrup and some honey. And that was what I've been calling Rona cello. Ro- I see in the picture. Rona looked, you made a lot. I made a lot. And my next thing I'm making is Grand Monnier. So that's another Grand thing I'm about to Monnier. make. Grand Monnier. Mama's recipe. It is my mom's recipe. That is so funny you said that. I got yeah. it from her. Yeah, it's her recipe. You told us. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never done it before, and she hadn't done it in a long time. So mm-hmm. after I made the limoncello, she's like, you should make me some Grand Monnier. And I was like, all right, girl. Bust out <laughs> the recipe. There you okay. go. So you're going to put these delicious things inside a shaker with some ice. 
Shake it up, put it in a rock glass over some ice. And right. that, my friend, is what I'm calling the Corny Collins cocktail. So let's try this. You got the garnish and everything? I did not yeah. get the full recipe. I'm sorry. That's... I gar- if, there is, if you're using fresh lemons, know that it's a garnish, okay? That's a good point. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Cheers. 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 Let's see. Woo! It tastes like a that lemon juice, huh? Kind of tastes it's like a, a tea. <laughs> it tastes a little bit like a tea. It tastes good. It's a sipper. It's a sipper. Uh huh. I like it. I like it. Mhm. I fucks with it. So I that, think the trick is to get the right measurements. I'm gonna say next time do an ounce and a half to one ounce of the brandy and uh, maybe less of the, a little less of the lemon juice. Yeah. Or a little more of the apple juice. A little more of the apple juice. I mean, that might sweeten it up to uh, the right. It might be three ounces of apple juice and one ounce of brandy and like a dash of that lemon juice if you're like straight up squeezing lemons. It tastes like a... That's a, brisk, a, baby. It tastes like tea. It tastes yeah. like a tea. I like it. Like All a right. sweetened tea. So that I'll is my Corny Collins cocktail. He's corny. So are you ready for a little bit of history? Yes. So the brandy that I'm using today uh-huh. is some good old-fashioned E&J. Okay? Yeah, that's what I'm using too. Mine is the XO E&J. I don't know what that means, but a little bit of history on E&J. So let's do it. You ready? Show me what's up. So in 1933, Ernest and Julio Gallo started their winery after Prohibition, okay? And they did this for years, years and years and years, growing and selling grapes here out here in Fresno, California. So that is where they had their winery. And they realized that they had to compete at that time with over 800 wineries in California alone. And I'm sure mm-hmm. it's more than that today. But back then, that's what they were had to fucks with. And these people had more money and bigger vineyards. So they were like, okay, well, let's see what we should do. We should do what we lo- something that we love, which is brandy, which is something that they loved um, sure. drinking. So Ernest, he borrowed $6,000 from his mother-in-law. So loosely translated of how much money that would be in today, it'd be over $100,000. Jesus. Yeah. So Fuck's pretty got $100,000 laying around. His mother-in-law, apparently. <laughs> so... His mother-in-law gave him the $6,000, which in today's money is over $100,000. Life savings right there. To get the equipment and help them start their new brandy franchise. So Mm -hmm. the brothers would go to the local library and they would go down to the basement and find these books that taught them how to make brandy that were like pre-prohibition. So they got some old-ass books and started working on their craft of making brandy. And so they did this, and by 1975, they started selling E and J, so that would be Ernest and Julio. Ernest uh, and Julio brandy. Brandy. So by 1993, 
They were the country's largest winery with 25% of the wine market. So brandy is made with grapes. So this was a good way for them to use what they already had and start mm -hmm. a new business. So some of the things that they do is that they grow their grapes. They pick them out perfectly, they say. They distill them in these oak barrels for about three years. And that's how they make their smooth brandy taste in their oak barrels. So that's a little bit of history on EMJ, which is probably one of the highest selling brandies it has to be because everybody's drank it. Mm-hmm. We got a yeah. fat ass bottle over here. I know Pretty I bought sure a big bought ass it. bottle. I bought a big ass bottle. <laughs> oh yes I did. And uh yeah. I almost mistook it for that bottle of apple crown that uh my brother got me because it's like very yeah. similar shape. I was like, oh shit, wait, there's apple juice in this? Wait, we got that E&J apple, but oh no, that's crown. That's whiskey. My fault. That's why I was like, I know you guys have it unless you guys downed it because it was a big ass bottle. <laughs> Never had a chance. <laughs> okay. so No, we've been uh, getting fucked up on wine lately. That's good. That's healthy. Dude, can I tell you a story real quick? Yeah. So I was a little hungover this morning. Oh, <laughs> because we had our Zoom watch party last night of the Labyrinth with David Bowie. Well, you'd be so proud of us. We did a drinking game to the Labyrinth. You made up a. We invited game. you. I'm sorry. Four glasses of wine. Mmm. And afterwards, like as the movie's ending, my neighbor shows up with a bag full of lemons because he was gonna come over and watch it with us, but he couldn't make it. So by the time he comes over to see us, I was thoroughly fucked up. And I'm trying to have a conversation with him and keep my composure, but he's kind of going like this in my head. Dang. You had a good night. So uh, let's get to why we're here. Yes. We're here because we love movies and music. And, and when yes. you mash them together, it's, it's my favorite uh, month of the year. Musical, a musical. Music. <laughs> it's musical month. It's musical month. Yes, it is. So, this musical Aren't month, I picked one of my favorite musicals, and that would be Hairspray. And yeah. Oh, I yes, love oh, you, yes. Baltimore. And someday when I take to the floor. <laughs> so i had yes. never seen this version we're doing the 2007 version people not the ricky lake 1980s 88 88 version. 88 okay well the 1988 version is not a musical it is just a music a movie when mm. music in it because they're dancing. But this is a musical, and that's why we're doing it for Musical Month. Uh, yes. Are you ready for the stats? Let's just stat it up. You ready? Yes. But I have to say, I see why you say that Helen is Tracy after watching this movie. She's so her. Because like, when you first said it, I hadn't seen this version. I had only seen the Ricky Lake version. I was like, nah, kind of. Now I saw this one. I was like, oh, yeah. 
Big yeah, time. Yeah, Tracy from the original to the musical are two different Tracy. The original, she's sassy. She, mm-hmm. you know, has good comebacks. She's not gonna let you push her over. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's sweet, but she's not like super sweet. She's like sweet to the people she loves, but everybody yeah. else like. I'll fucking beat your ass. Yeah. Uh, but this Tracy in the musical She's is a, just like a ray of sunshine. Yeah, I'm hip. You know, I wish every day was Negro Day. Like she's just like, you just want to eat her up. You just want to eat her up, and so that's why I say she's my Helen because I know. But just hearing them say that in the movie leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, I I get like the time and everything. Just, uh, at least yeah. they didn't say, you know, and once a month we have our nigger day. Like, that oh. would be worse, right? <laughs> right? That movie would have be... never gotten made. Exactly. So, I mean, they they portray us in a good light, and so I'm okay with that. And, yeah. we, and we win at the end, so it's like, hell yeah. All right, Fuck so yeah. here's the stats for Hairspray. Stats hairspray. for Hairspray. Yeah. So, Hairspray came out July 20th, 2007. And I'm a blockbuster. I, myself, were one of those people who showed up to watch it open in weekend because I nice. love Hairspray. I loved it before this movie. I had seen it on the stage before this movie. I had listened and loved all the songs before I even saw it on stage. So, I was a big fan and super excited for this movie to come out and I love the casting so I was I was one of those people. I also worked at the movie theater when this came out and okay. would ti- would time it to know exactly when to come in for my favorite songs. That's how much I love this. <laughs> but like, oh, we 40 minutes in? Oh, Black and the Berry is about to come on. Let me go see this real quick. Like, you know. <laughs> I would know. Oh, the movie's over, so over. Let me get in here so I can watch You Can't Stop the Beat cuz I like love I love it. So I I had it timed. That's how much I loved it. <laughs> All right. So, the budget for this movie was 75 uh-huh. million dollars. Damn. Okay? So, that translated into 2020 money. That's $93 million. Keeping Travolta and Diamonds and Furs, shit. I mean, the cast in this movie was extremely expensive, I would say. Yeah. Do, being because at least all of the main adults in this movie cost a lot. Well you can get established. The kids for, you can get the kids for cheap. This is Zac Efron right after High School Musical, you know. Yeah. Britney Snow was on her TV show, so like, you know, they didn't have to pay the kids that much. Yeah, but those they didn't adults, have a huge quota yet. But those adults, oh yeah, you, you had to pay them. So it made worldwide two hundred and three million dollars, and it, if you translate that into twenty twenty money, that's two hundred and fifty two million dollars. That's how much this made. God damn. And I was one of those people because it's it's great. It was great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Where's her detention slip? Zenobia don't need one. She with me. She with me. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> I used to have stacks of. T- I okay. Sorry, parents, if you're listening to this, but me and my best friend Amanda. <laughs> Spill it. Spill that dirt. Me and my best friend Amanda had a teacher who, I don't even want to tell you. We were bad in class. We weren't that that bad, but 
we were some troublemakers. We talk, we would like do jokes or whatever, and he would like literally write us detention slips every single day. Where I had, we had stacked of them, and we just never went. I was like, fuck that, I'm not going. Until they were like, okay, girl, you can either serve all 50 of these fucking detention slips or you can spend one day in detention, like, the entire day. I'll take option B and breakfast club that shit. Yeah, I breakfast clubbed it. It sucked. So (laughs) I can totally relate with being in detention because I'd be like, what's up, y'all? We in here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So are you ready for Rotten Tomatoes? Bring it. Critics, 91%. Big surprise. that's huge for critics. Yeah. Huge. Audience, 85%. Okay. Zenobia, 95%. I think it's great being a fan of everything. The original 80s movie, being a fan of the musical, seeing it live, and then watching the movie, and also being in a my own production of it. Mm-hmm. It is pretty good. It sticks with the script, the musical script, not to More a More so, yeah. But more so than you would think. Uh, Mm -hmm. They do cut out some songs that I wish they didn't cut out. But all in all, I think it's really good casting. And it it just made my my day. So I'm happy that we got to do it this week. I'm going to give it a 90. Mm -hmm. And that's because of one casting choice that I think they messed up on. John Travolta? No. Oh, okay. Crazy enough? I think he did a great job. Uh, no, crazy enough because I think he did a great job too. That's I that's think he did that. fantastic. But we'll so, we'll dive we'll into to, my thoughts on uh, the miscasts. So it was the highest grossing musical opening weekend of all time, apparently. Damn. In, two, in 2007, okay. uh, for getting 27 million dollars in the first weekend, and it was beaten. The following year by Mamma Mia. So of course. It, did, it didn't hold it too long, but it did hold it for a second there. And so that's my stat. There you go. That's not bad at all. Are you ready? Yes, I'm oh. ready. I'm refilled. I am ready. And I think the coffee's kicking in. Can you tell? I think I can. Because about 30 <laughs> minutes ago, you were not this energetic. Okay. I was so tired. He's like, I don't know you. I'm just tired. I drank some coffee. I hope it kicks in. And now you're fucking on crack over here. All right. So, are you ready for... Wait, before we start the motherfucking drinking game, I just want to just point out something real quick. What, I got a boogie? No. <laughs> I want to point out my vinyl. Oh, okay. What you got up there? Right. You got Annie. I do. I have Annie. I have hair, since it's hairspray. Nice. Uh, I have Damn Yankees and a chorus line. So I did nice. not have a hairspray soundtrack. I don't think it's on vinyl. But I pulled out some of my... Uh, my musicals. So those are some of them that I do have in my collection. Okay. Just wanted to put that out. I like those. I'm not going right, to lie. So I was bumping this soundtrack all week in my head and in the house. This soundtrack has it's nothing but really bangers. good. There's no song that is not a banger on this whole soundtrack. Like I said, I just kind of wish they would have did the whole uh, Broadway soundtrack, but they, they killed it. Mm-hmm. So are you ready for the motherfucking drinking game yes i yes i am yes i am okay so take a sip when someone talks about tracy's hair nice 
So when he's like, I'm I can't sorry for t- I can't see again, or whatever he says. He's like, I can't see behind Tracy's hair. And she's like, God. Turnblad, if-, if I have to write you up for inappropriate hair height one more time. Hair height violation. <laughs> hair height violation. Hair just can't just hang there. Hair can't just hang there like a dead thing on your cheeks. Side of your cheeks. So Cut to the teacher. No, she, she <laughs> he's like, sorry, little lady. Sorry, little darling. Hope I didn't dent your do. Yeah, dent your do. All of those. You're going to take a sip. Uh, Jackie take a Kennedy sip. does it. She does. I, I refuse to believe that. She do. She be teasing. I believe it, it is naturally stiff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So you're going to take a sip when someone is watching TV. So okay. that is when uh, Penny runs into the house and she makes the parents come and look at Tracy. Oh yeah, yeah, Mrs. Turnblad. This is when you know they run home to watch the Corny Collins show. Mm-hmm. This is them watching it through the storefront window. She's like, "Hurry up! We gotta go before he calls my mom again." Like all mm-hmm. of those. Anytime somebody Would you is turn that racket up, down. Trying to orn here. <laughs> yeah. So any of those when someone is gathered around the TV, yeah, get your simp on. Okay. You gonna like take one. take a sip when someone sprays hairspray. So anytime. Holy shit. Is it charm? Is it poison? No, it's hairspray. What gets a gal asked out to lunch? Is it brains? Is it dough? No, it's hairspray. I like when they spray Britney Snow's face when she's being a bitch in between takes and they straight up spray her. Stop it. Because if you're a redhead, just take my advice and you might just get the only thing better than hairspray. That's me. No. No. That's me. I don't know the. Oh, that's right. I was like, I thought you knew that. I don't know all of them. I, I've watched it for the first time this week. I was hey, going to say Aquanet. <laughs> no, it's Ultra uh, Clutch. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's no Soul Glow song. song, song. It is no whole Soul Glow. But, uh. I can only fucks with it so much. Hey, baby. Hey, baby, you look like you could use a stiff one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he says that to her. Because yeah. that's definitely a double entendre. It is double like, entendre. Bitch, you know damn well why you got that face on. Yeah, bitch. So you going to take a sip when someone sings. Your mama's hip, your mama's in, your mama's looking at herself and wondering. So every song, you going to take a sip. It's a musical. Why not? And they come out every, like, five minutes. Every five minutes, you better I'm, be simping. Yeah. You don't have to simp the whole song. If a song starts, you could simp. And okay. one simp for the song. Okay? Okay. I was going to say, that's a lot of simping. Yeah, Shit. not like You're going to be simping people. since simping been simping through the whole movie. Be simping, man. If you're going to be simping, be simping. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you're going to take a simp when Tracy goes to the record shop. Shop, you gonna take a sample. Okay. I like that. Being invited places by colored people feels so hip. She said, I feel so hip. She's so cute. <laughs> okay. 
She's so a bad, gonna... bad girl that needs to be punished. I'm a bad, bad girl who needs to be punished. <laughs> that needs to be punished. Spanks her butt. I know, I love that part. <laughs> she can dance. Tracy can dance. Yes, she, she can. can. Yes, she can. So you're going to take a simp. Oops, I, I pre-simped. When <laughs> <laughs> my fault. That's okay. You're gonna take a simp when Penny has a sucker in her mouth. Oh my so god. If she's just holding it in her hand, which she does when she talks, it don't count. No. Nope. But if it is actually in her mouth, you take a simp. Mm-hmm. See we this is my friend Penny. I'm very pleased and scared to be here. I know, she was like, Oh, who's this fine ass brother? She's sucking on that lollipop. A whole lot. Mm, 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 mm. So, uh... Dirty-ass movie. <laughs> I know. So you gonna take a sip when Corny Collins is said. Nice. Mom, yeah. it's the Corny Collins show. It's the Corny Collins with the latest greatest. Baltimore Sound. I fucking love this show. Dude. Okay. <laughs> There's so many good songs on this show. There so, really is. Uh, Corny Collins show is officially integrated. Yay! <laughs> Which it should have been anyway. Nice white kids who like to lead the way. And once a month we have our Negro Day. We didn't get once a week. We got a month. Once a fucking month, dude. And, once and it's still only half a show because the white kids are on the other side of the line. You know damn well the camera operator is favoring them. Well, that that is them having integrated show where they have the blacks and the white dancing they're just separated but then there's oh really negro, okay yeah then there's negro day when it's just the black kids because uh-huh. you remember you remember when the queen latifah's sitting there and the girls are singing the new girl in town and they're mm-hmm. doing the song after the white girls whoa, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah yeah and, and velma walks up to her and she's like how how could you have them sing this song when you know the white people were singing that song? And she goes, because they wrote it. It's because that's their... They get one day where she hosts it. Corny Collins doesn't even host the show. She mm-hmm. hosts it, and the yeah. black kids perform and dance. So there is she, one with a rope, but that's like integrated show where they have like... Semi-integrated. And white, yeah, with a big-ass rope in the middle. Punk of Punk bitches. So... You gonna finish your drink when Tracy gets on the show. So when she goes and they say everybody's name, Noreen, Doreen, Blink. And I'm Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> when she she's so excited, like oh my god, she's I'm on so the show. excited. <laughs> I've been wanting to be on the show my whole life. Like, what do you do? Oh, I watch the Corny Collins show and I do absolutely nothing else. And absolutely and nothing, nothing else. else. <laughs> <laughs> what so would your she... first act be as Madam President? I'd make every day Negro Day. Where we come Dude, from when she is. says that in the classroom and seaweed comes back at her, she's like, in our house, it is. It, it is. I was dying. Every day's Negro Day over here at the <laughs> Crazy House. Every day. <laughs> So I love that. I just love seeing how excited she is when she says her name on the show. It's just mm-hmm. like, and she says it after Link, which is like even better, like because he's the end, and now I'm on yeah. air. Like, yeah. oh my god, yes. And What's I'm happening, back. y'all? We here. We here. Tracy Turnblad. What? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go finish your drink when they protest. So ah. this is going to be after uh, the light. Through, which is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, we gonna say you gonna come up to that once Travolta shows up to keep you know try to pull Tracy away. That's what I'm gonna mm-hmm. say. Take your drink because they protest and even Mama's there. She was like, uh oh, mm-hmm. you ain't gonna get my daughter. I love it. Right. Run Tracy. Run Tracy. I do want to throw out while I'm thinking about this in the stage play. It's different. Mm-hmm. Tracy and uh, Edna. Tracy and Edna. They get arrested. And they go ah, to jail. Gotcha. So there's there's a song that's, that's right. There. They do. Don't they get they uh, arrested and go to jail in the '88 version too? So don't they like they do protest so, outside and say release Tracy Turnblad or something like that? So I just wanted to show you guys a little something something that I have here. This is my hairspray book. Okay. So this is a book that has all of the music. For the show. Yes. So it has all of the songs like in that. here. I can't read it, but I like it. I know. Uh, this is what I bought it because I do like so many songs in here. Uh, mm-hmm. Motormouth is range, is in my range, and she has so many good songs in this show that I bought the book and I use it for auditions because it's one of my favorite. So they do go to jail. Like the Without Love song is done through the jail bars with mm-hmm. Link coming trying to break them out. So there, there is some differences, but not enough for you to want to just... It's not too different from the original, I sure. would say. So you going to finish your drink when Little Arnez wins Miss Teenage Hairspray. Miss Hairspray is... Arnez Stubbs! <laughs> Yes. And that means that the Corny Collins Show is now and forever. Ladies and gentlemen, the Corny Collins Show is now and forever officially integrated. And so it is. I love Corny because he was like, yo. Corny's dope. He's like, black people are cool. He didn't say this, but this is what he was thinking. Black people are cool, and we don't have to let them into stuff anyway. We might as well be the first. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where it's going anyway. Why are we going to keep him segregated? I don't care. He likes uh, Motormouth, uh, Mabel, so he, you know, he talks to her and chills with her. He didn't give a shit. He he just wanted to have kids on his show dancing. So what do you got? you got any ads to the drinking game? Do I add anything to this drinking game? I don't know if I should. I think it's pretty well thought out already. I and do I don't want to get work. the people too drunk. So I don't got nothing on this one, especially since I've only seen the movie a couple times. And that's only within the last week. Okay, well, I saw I'm, it four times this week, but still. I'm glad that I had the power to make you watch this and enjoy this really good movie. That's a good-ass movie. That was fun. I had fun watching it. Okay, so I guess that's the motherfucking drinking Game, uh, yes, uh. <laughs> Okay, so I will um, say if I'm walking by the living room and someone is playing it, 
I might have a seat. I mean, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the songs, there's not a, a song in this movie I do not like. They're all amazing. Because in musicals, there's always a song where you're like, ugh, I skip yeah, that one every time it's on. Uh-huh. I don't feel like that with this this show. Uh, either the Broadway or this one where I have songs where you don't really want to listen to it and you pass it up. But this movie has songs that when they come on, I'm like, yes! Oh! Like, I found myself dancing a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. I was watching this during work. Breaking from home, y'all. I was watching this during work, and I would pass up picking up calls because I was like, hold on, I just gotta finish this jam real quick, because this song is my shit. Yeah, true. True story. I Nothing comes to mind in terms of the songs that I didn't enjoy. Right? Mm -hmm. So are you ready for a little bit of Broadway herstory? Give me that Broadway herstory. On, uh, Throw it at me hard. Okay, so let's let's go back, way back. How far are we going back? To the eighties. Back into time. Yes. So the beginning of Hairspray. Uh huh. Begins with the great John Waters. John Waters. Oh. Do you not know who he is? Tell me more. Tell me more. Like. Wait. Time I'm out. kidding. You know John Waters, correct? I know the name John Waters. Not familiar with the work of John Waters. John Waters is known for having... he He's a man after your own heart. Like, I think you should probably listen, like, learn from this dude. He's one of the first, like, independent filmmakers that mm. started making movies that took, you know, two years to complete filming because he raised the money himself. He gotcha. put his own friends and stuff, actors, in it. But he started off with Pink Flamingo. Have you ever heard of that movie? Yeah, kind of. It's a really weird movie that blew up in the, I'm going to say the 70s. It came out 70, 1972. It's okay. a very weird movie. Very cool indie 70s movie with the greatest... The late, the great divine drag queen in it. She eats actual dog shit. Oh. That happens. Yeah, it's a really weird movie. If you're not into film crazy crazy, I you probably wouldn't like it. But I did have to watch it for school. And John Waters, like, I fucking love him. So okay. not only did he do the movie Hairspray in 1988, but you'll know him for doing Cry Baby with Johnny yeah. Depp. Cry um, Baby. Cry baby. Yes. <laughs> What's the one with the... My mom's a serial killer? Serial killer mom. That's what it was. That was a good one. I would say I have no idea. So, okay. Yeah. So Wait. I married an axe murderer? No, that's not him. Harriet. A... Sweet Harriet. Harriet. <laughs> what have we done? Okay. That's <laughs> we can do that movie because I do like that movie. That but, shit is uh, funny. Serial mom is by like a suburban mom in the 90s who is a serial killer. She starts killing kind of like teens. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Anyway, but he is probably best known for Hairspray. Okay. And he wrote this movie and directed the Ricky Lake version of this movie that we, me and you have both seen from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And he said he based this script off himself. Really? So he grew up in the Baltimore area in the, I guess, the 60s. Yeah, in the 60s. 50s and, and he, 60s. 
Yeah, and he was known for hanging out with like freaks and geeks and the black people. Okay. So he and the was in the beatniks. Yeah, which you'll see in the 1980s version. There's a whole beatnik scene in that. Uh-huh. Uh, but he saw he was like you know this weird outcast because he is weird. He kind of looks like a porn star with this weird mustache and mm, he's a good looking guy. Porn stash. But he's just so he's John Waters. I've seen him in uh, San Francisco before, walking down the street. He's just like the chill, coolest dude. He has his core of fans, I guess, like myself. So he wrote this movie, and so this movie is based on semi his life, and he is portrayed by Tracy Turnblack of being the friends of the geeks, the freaks, and the blacks. He okay. said that he had times where like one time him and his friends got drunk or got arrested for underage drinking and they all went to jail now the white parents came and picked up their kids but the black parents were not allowed to come pick up their kids and he said that changed him forever he was like from that moment I realized that we are the same as in like we're human but we don't Mm -hmm. have the same rights so I think that's what really inspired him to write this movie. So if you guys have the chance, watch the 1988 version with Ricky Lake in it. It's very great. But the Broadway turn of this is that after it came out in 1988, by 2003, this show opened on Broadway on August 15th, 2002. I'm sorry, 2002 it opened on Broadway and it ran for 2,642 runs, which makes it the 21st longest running show on Broadway. Damn. Okay. And it won in 2003 a couple Antoinette Perry Awards, okay? Yes, it did. So Perry Awards, a.k.a. Tony's. Okay. And it ran for seven years. Best book, best score, best musical. On Broadway. So that's a little bit about the history. Mm. On uh, where it came from. Oh, I also want to say John Waters makes a cameo in this movie. Where? He is... The flasher who flashes no. people on the street. So you see him in the Good Morning Baltimore scene, uh-huh. and he has the weird trench coat on, and he opens it, and he flashes the, the ladies. <laughs> That's funny. That's John Waters, the a writer of this whole thing. This whole thing started with John Waters. There would be no hairspray without him. So. And that's the part that he chose to play. That's really it, funny. It fits him so well. Like I kind of want you to... Do a little research on John Waters because he is so weird but so brilliant. And he's one of those people who know how to do guerrilla style productions. He, you know, he knows how to fundraise money so that he can make his pro- his projects. He has friends that not only donate their money but donate their time to his projects. So, I okay. mean, obviously he doesn't probably need that now. He's John Waters. He could just be like, hey, girl, someone give you some money. Mm-hmm. to do something because if I'm not mistaken it only costs six million dollars to make and distribute the first hairspray okay he did all that in under six mil damn that's awesome but that's all from him so yeah gotta get that first one out there yeah first one's always the hardest it is uh, his mm. pink flamingos is not everybody's taste 
It is very Somebody weird. eats shit. I don't think it's my taste. But it's very... It, it changed... It, it changed the way cinema was going towards the 70s. Okay. Uh, where they were these raunchy, like, scandalous movies that you'd have to go see at, you know, a New York theater and that you would go watch and be like, oh my god, this is so weird and you only see it at night. Like, he started a whole trend of movies so he's a shit i see you mm-hmm. well can we talk about the director that he chose for this movie oh yes we can because i'd like to hear what you have to say on him let's do this i don't have a lot to say but i will say that adam shankman that is an unfortunate name uh <laughs> actually it could be that's a that could be like a gangster name that's what i'm saying i'm about to say <laughs> He'd be like, oh, don't mess with Shankman over there. He just shanked uh-huh. the pool yesterday. <laughs> what you say, motherfucker? What? I got my knife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's kind of a unsung hero in modern uh, movies. He started out doing a lot of rom-coms. Or even, okay. not even rom-coms, but just like romantic movies. Like The Wedding Planner, A Walk to Remember with uh, yeah. Miss, Miss Mandy Moore and them. I mean, I liked A Walk to Remember. I did too. When I was 16, but then when I watched it in my 20s, I was like, this movie is too sad for me to be it's watching. It's sad. It's Brings too it sad. Down. Yeah, it's one of those, like, if anyone was like, A Walk to Remember is my favorite movie, I'd be like, you're a sad bitch, huh? You like uh-huh. being depressed? Wilting flower right there. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But he did a number of, like, made-for-family comedies, you might say. So, like, he did Vin Diesel's The Pacifier and, like, Cheaper by the Dozen, all the bedtime stories with Adam Sandler. You know, he did stuff I that's, like, the, fun, the stuff that's, like, fun for five-year-olds. In between that, he did, of course, Hairspray in 07. And I will say that he did one of my current favorite musicals as well that came what, out Rocket in, Rangers? like, the last ten years. Yes. I love that movie. I think that they did a hell of a job with the casting with revamping a lot of those songs and like blending them together in certain ways. Well, I think it I mean, was awesome. I haven't seen the whole stage play of that. I've seen snippets of it. The stage uh, play or the movie? Of the stage play of Rock of Ages. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've only seen snippets of the stage play, but I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. And when I watched the movie, I just couldn't enjoy Tom Cruise for some reason. So he's really? my only yeah, he's my only setback on that one. I kinda I like know. him. I, just I think he voice. he's not a singer, but he learned how to sing in order to do that movie. So he put in a lot of work on his voice just to get to that point. So I respect him for that. I respect More so him for his that. like his character and his mannerisms and everything. Like he well, yeah. based it off of rockers of that time, like Axl Rose and um No, I'm not saying his acting wasn't good because he's mm-hmm. fucking Tom Cruise, he's whatever, yeah. but I just his singing was not up to par with the rest of the cast to me and I wish they would have got a real singer. So that's just my only downer on that one. It's a good mm-hmm. show, go see it, especially if you see it live somewhere. But yeah. I mean I'm I'm gonna be like you are how you like your basketball movies to have people who actually can play basketball and mm-hmm. you're like oh my god their skills you know you it, it makes it easy for you to edit and film to make him look even better than they really are for sure i'm 
I am like that when it comes to musicals. With musicals, if you get somebody who's not a singer and you train them to sing and mm-hmm. then think that that's good enough for me, it's not. Because a musical, you are a singer first to me. That's the only time in a movie that, for me, you need to be a singer first because the most emotional parts of any musical is sung. But how can you get both? Like, how do you get both to a certain level? Because the fact you of the matter is there's... You hire people who do both. It's very rare that you can get the right casting in that situation. That's not e- that is not true because if you look... If you're going to do these shows, people mm-hmm. on Broadway can act and can sing. So they absolutely is, can for the stage. A, there is a huge pool of people who can act and sing. It's a huge pool. And there's people that mm-hmm. we don't even realize can sing until they get pulled in this. Like, uh, what's his place who plays uh, Corny Collins? What's his name? From X-Man? We James didn't know Marsden. He, we didn't really know he could sing until this movie. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he does Enchant It, where he does you know some more singing. But before this, we had no clue that this fool could sing. Because a lot of actors can sing. A That's lot of I'm actors saying. can sing. That's what a lot I'm saying. of singers so, can't act. But in a musical mm-hmm. and in a basketball movie, the only way that it feels real is if those people can really do what we're trying to make them do. If you're really being able to... I agree. It's one thing to go off to camp and learn how to play basketball and you get it down good enough where you're like, you know, I can play basketball. I can spin the ball. I can shoot. I can, you know, block. I know how to box out. I know my stuff. With singing, to me, that is the biggest thing. I love Sweeney Todd, but Johnny Depp is not a singer. Like, he is a singer. He has a band, but he's not a a singer. He's not... a he's singer, not a, exactly. He's Russell Crowe has a band. Singer. He's not a great singer. <laughs> okay? That's just what I'm saying. You can sing, and Sweeney Todd was semi-ruined for me because Johnny Depp can't sing. The one mm-hmm. thing I'm going to the movies for, this particular movie, is to hear people sing. And if you can't sing... But now we're talking about t- t- checking three boxes. Being able yeah. to act, being able yeah. to sing, and bringing... Yeah being able to bring in an audience because I love Broadway performers, Mm -hmm. but they're unknown. Their heart is in the stage and therefore they don't pursue a TV and film career. And you can't always expect them to be able to bring in an audience on their first movie. So there could have been somebody that could have been cast as Stacey Jacks, but nobody would have known who they were. And therefore they would not have recouped their money on their budget. I get that. But we're also in the middle of talking about a movie that stars an unknown. Very true. And it was one of the highest grossing musicals opening weekend of all time. So Mm -hmm. that theory also doesn't really hold Mm -hmm. up because it's like she could sing, she could dance, she could act. Yeah, she could do that's all what I, three. She's fantastic. That's what I went to go see is someone who could sing, who could dance, who could act. Mm-hmm. That's just my, as a theater person, a person who loves musicals on stage and in the movies, if you can't sing, then what are you doing in a fucking musical? Just do a regular mo- movie. Just do a regular movie where you act because that's what you do. That's just He's my a weirdo. Opinion. He wanted to stretch his stuff. I don't think he's saying that oh. bad personally, but... I'm not a critic on singing either. 
I wouldn't say that I am a critic, but it just threw me out of something mm-hmm. that I already love. So that is just me. But let's get back to our director. I'm sorry, we went on a tangent, but I just wanted to just say, But we saw it through. I'm proud of us. We did. We did. <laughs> we had a conclusion to it. There we go. So our director, Mr. Adam Shankman, uh, he's got a couple of projects that he is working on. We actually we kind of talked about him last year to a certain degree. And? Uh, he is in pre-production on a little-known sequel called Hocus Pocus 2. Yes, he's going to direct <laughs> Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> My mouth is just wide open like, what? Sisters? Yes, and as excited as you are to hear that, watch Ashley's face in a minute. So the other project that he is in pre-production for is another little-known sequel called Disenchanted. Yes. Enchanted (laughs) 2 is coming out. Amy Adams is coming back. James Marsden is coming back. Patrick Dempsey is coming back. If you could see her face. She's as speechless as you are. She's just like, she looks like uh, the old lady from Wedding Singer. It's just like... (laughs) First person we're going to talk about is Little Inez. Mostly because uh, she did not pursue or her acting career. She went the route after this of a musician, which I thoroughly respect. Because uh, her voice was, is amazing. Yeah, she's got a great voice. And I'm glad that she saw where her heart lied very early on. That being said, I think she did a great job. She was fantastic. Mm-hmm. She was I love sassy. seeing her at the end. When she runs out on stage with John Travolta's big ass, and they're both dancing together. <laughs> they get it. John Travolta gets it at the end. Yes, he does. Yes, he they does. They get it. That's like my favorite. Because you can't stop the motion of the ocean. I know. And walking is right there. So encouraging. Get out there, baby. Oh, forever wish you had. Really? Show up, baby. She's sitting there holding her, like, clutch purse. And she's, like, so tempted, but she's, like, so hesitant because she hasn't done anything in 10-plus years. I know. She hasn't left the house since 1951 or whatever. Hey, Mama, welcome to the 60s. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, Taylor Parks plays Little Inez. And she has, while she's stepped away from her acting career... She has been a part of many, many projects, including The Voice, Fifty Shades of Grey, the Marvel Justice League stuff. She has written many songs that people use for their projects. Okay, okay. So that's where she's at to this day. Still out there making Mm -hmm. art. That's all we could ever ask of any artist. Just make some art, girl. Just make me some art. And she did do something in 2019. I don't know if she just sits in every once in a while just because she is on set and it's a passion project of hers, but she uh-huh. plays a church member in a movie from 2019 called Lost and Found. She a church member. Okay, okay. Maybe she's just sitting in because she wants to. I don't know. I don't but know. Yeah. She probably knew some. Maybe she knew somebody else. I don't yeah, know. Maybe she know. had a hand in the making of the project. Maybe she did the same thing as our creator of Hairspray. That makes Mr. sense. Mr. Warren. Um, and so we're going to speed right through Christopher Walken because we just talked about him. But I do love him in this. 
he has a very small part in this movie. Uh, <laughs> plays Tracy's dad, and I think he does an excellent job. I love when they kick him out of the house because <laughs> they he think has to sleep on the. On he the, has to sleep the, on the whoopee cushions. The whoopee cushion bed. <laughs> She's like, Dad. He's like, No. Nah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. That one was me. <laughs> that, that one was me. Christopher Walken. We did just talk about him in uh, Wedding Crashers. We talked about uh, him and, and we Pulp talked Fiction. about him in Farts. <laughs> we talked about him in Pulp Fiction alongside John Travolta mm-hmm. um, last year sometime. So, what's his name? Wilbur? Is that his name? Wilbur? In this one? Yeah. Uh, not is sure. That what the, is that what the name is? Hold on. I can't remember. Well, the original dad in the movie... 1988 version? The 1988 version was played by someone who was in the 2007 version. Yeah. He plays in this movie, Mr. Pinky. Hey, Mr. Pinky! From Mr. Pinky's Hefty Hideaway! Jerry Stiller, dude. Love that guy. Ben Stiller's pops. Uh, So... I think that is very cool that they still had him do an even smaller part, but he's yeah. still in in the hairspray world. Yeah, I like that they brought him back. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and that's gonna be cool to have the original character there to be like, "Hey, girl, like, you got any pointers?" Yeah, like for sure. I could just picture Jerry Stiller and Christopher Walken playing cards on a little fold-up table in between takes and setups. Talking they probably about know the character. each other. I wouldn't they be surprised at all. I'm sure they've time. crossed paths. Because you know, like 50 years ago, famous. they've both been in town for 50 plus years. Yep, yep. There's only a few people that have been in town as long as those two. That's still alive. Yes. That's still and alive. That, exactly. And that'd be Betty White. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I want to hang out in that retirement home. Right. Dude. Yeah, for sure. Well, she may not know the youngins, such as. Uh, Miss Amanda Bynes, who plays Penny. Amanda, and, please. Uh-huh. You remember uh, that time when I said that I gave this a 90? Oh, she's who you don't want? You don't like? I got nothing against Amanda Bynes. She's not right for this part. Who would you put in this part? Somebody else. Like you uh, said, an unknown. They, they probably cast her for her name because she's not she right for the part. She was big in 07. She's got what? this... She's got a offbeat speech impediment she is very tan for a white girl she's not a natural blonde and she couldn't even be faked as a natural blonde and that is penny not only that but there's not enough contrast in her singing especially uh the song without love one he straight up says that he would never thought that he would fall in love with somebody with skin as white as winter snow this girl does not have skin as white as winter snow. And she's supposed what? to be like this like petite little like quiet uh, mousy thing. And then she lets out this big voice once she takes ownership of the fact that she's in love with seaweed. And that Cause contrast did not happen. Because I've had a taste of chocolate. But now I've tasted chocolate. And I'm never going back. Exactly. All right, well, exactly. I didn't hate Amanda Bynes. Penny, to me, is 
she's such a secondary character to me. I know that she is Tracy's friend, but she's just a sidekick. I don't hate Amanda Bynes because she did the stupid, you know, dumb white girl, you know, whatever. She doesn't have too big of scenes. Her singing voice is not up to par because she is not a she singer. cannot sing, I, exactly. I do think that is why... Uh, Mama, I'm a big girl now is cut from the thing because ah. she she does have a you know it's split between her and Tracy sure. and Amber and I don't think that her voice would stand up with the other two. Actors. That's true because Brittany Snow can sing. Oh yeah, and Nikki does a hell of a job, so it would have to yeah. fall on Amanda Bynes to do the same and. I don't think she could hold up to those two. Vocally, that is. I do think that they did pick her for her names. 2007, mm-hmm. she was still big. Yep. She wasn't crazy yet. And, you know, she she could bring them in. Yeah. I get Nothing that. against her. It's just she but shouldn't have been cast. Have, there is I don't blame her in the least bit. She took a job. You know, as actors, kids, you know, we pray yeah. to get a job. Yeah. Out of the kids, I think that... They couldn't have more than two newcomers. You know, you got Seawee and Tracy who Mm -hmm. drive the story and they're newcomers. So you did need real face kids uh, for the audience to recognize. Yeah, the Disney Channel kids to recognize. But I don't hate Amanda. Amanda, please. I don't hate her. (laughs) I used to watch her in all that. I used to watch Mm -hmm. her in the Amanda show. Uh, Sure. She had some good movies. I love her in Easy A. I think she does she's a fantastic bitch, right? job in that movie. Yes. She's a... She's a bitch. Crucifix like wearing honk if you love Jesus head of the chastity blossom ball girl. She, she's a little brat. She's a little brat. And she does she, a hell of a job in that one. We haven't seen Amanda Bynes in anything since, I guess, 2010, Easy A. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was had, her last movie. She did have some mental health problems, so she needed to get her life straight and uh, figure out what she wanted to do with her life, which is admirable to anybody who can. If you can walk away do from that. Hollywood? Yeah, for sure. Especially so, after you have accomplished Hollywood. Yeah. Because she was a big name. She made, mm-hmm. you know, movies that we all love. Like, she's the man. And, you yeah. know, she, she just some good stuff. What girls want. She was in a lot of stuff. What uh, a girl wants, yeah. She took her time, did get some mental health done for her, and went back to school for fashion design. So Is that what she's doing know? now? Yeah, so good we might her. see some Amanda Bynes fashion come out. But I do have a fun fact about her in this movie. Okay. So Amanda Bynes sucked on 40 suckers per day for no. this movie. Yes. So her dad, who is a dentist, was quite worried about this. <laughs> Get them sugar, sugar-free suckers. I most likely personally would do a sugar-free sucker or I would ask them, is there a way you could make me like a glass one or a plastic one that looks like a sucker and I could just put it in my mouth? Yeah. Props. Uh, I'm down for that. Yeah, like I would have more asked for that than 40 suckers a day. Uh, and she told her dad that, don't worry, dad, I'm not eating the suckers. I'm just pretending. 
Mm-hmm. But that bitch ate 40 suckers a day. <laughs> Shit. 40 suckers a day. Get the hell out of here. You know and you're getting she, some cavities. She ended up gaining some weight, so. That too. On, the sucker life, on that sucker life. Mm-hmm. For sure. You can't eat that much sugar and not put on a few. Amanda, please. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing that. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't. Young, you don't? No. Okay. So, did you watch all that? No. There was a TV show on Nickelodeon called All That that was like a child's version of Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. which had real Saturday Night Live Keenan. Yes, it did. I remember th- about the show. I just never watched it. She was on there. Then she broke off and had her own kind of sketch shop comedy show called The Amanda Bynes Show. Mm-hmm. And there was a character that she played that was Amanda Bynes' biggest fan. And so every episode there'd be like a sketch of the fan trying to get backstage to meet Amanda. And so she would always be like, I'm here uh, to see Amanda, please. Amanda, please. Like that's what she would say all the time to try to get backstage to go see Amanda Bynes. And so anybody who is a kid from the 90s that watched Amanda Bynes' show, the Amanda show, then uh, you know what I'm talking about. It was mm-hmm. one of my favorite sketch out of that that show. <laughs> I love that. I don't know how to lead into this next actress. I have nothing but love and admiration for her, so I'm just going to say that Penny's mom is played by none other than Miss Allison Janey, and she is just a treasure. I love her so much. Even when she's playing an evil communist. She Did you is, pick up on that? Yeah, they have the like the Russian language books. Uh-huh. Right? She's like, I don't know what we use any of Why do we for. have any of this? The gas mask and the canned goods and the Russian language books? Language books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she totally <laughs> a communist. A crazy Jesus freak communist who abuses her daughter. Oh, yeah. She, she ties her up, yo. Dude. She ties her up. Cruel uh, and unusual punishment for sure. But she is a great actress. We have seen her in things like Juno mm-hmm. and The Help. Oh. And, yeah. I love her in that you, one. You love, hate her in The Help. Like, you're like, yes. I love her because she's so good. And even when she's, like, trying to be good, you're like, okay, she's trying. But yeah. when she's, like, a racist bitch, she's a racist bitch. Like, yeah. She's making that she, turn. And she's the, she's the she's the one in her family lineage that breaks the cycle technically, along with her daughter. Yeah, with the help of her daughter. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should do that movie. Maybe we can have a book month Tomorrow. of movies. Yeah, I'll watch it. I love but it. But I think that maybe Absolutely. we should have a book month where we do movies that are based on books. You don't have to have read the book, but it just has to have been a book. Mm, got you. That's pretty good. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, come to mind. Yep, The Help, the Fight Help? Club. Fight Club was a I, book? Yeah, I read it, man. It's good. You know who I borrowed that book from? Helen Joe. Pappas. <laughs> no, for Helen. <laughs> it's a short book, but yeah, there's a bunch of books out there. Uh, well, you, you know how I was saying uh, that I don't understand, or I have great admiration for Amanda Bynes walking away from Hollywood after she had accomplished Hollywood so to speak Mm -hmm. the reason I say that is because Allison Janney took many many years to get to where she's at 
Her first job was in 1989. I didn't yeah, see her in anything until, until like she did 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, she has the cat bug. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> yeah. And that was in, that one came out in 99. 99. So it yep. took her 10 years just to do that. And afterwards, like she had small things here and there. But it hasn't been until like the last like 10 years that she's really become this superstar actress that she is now. I think it was the hours was probably like her first very big uh, award-winning critic approved movie. Maybe. uh, That she she was in. But she did the West Wing for seven years after she was in the west wing which gave her a lot of you know steady work uh steady tv time so people knew her face but to me if i'm gonna say like if what is the first thing you really remember her in it would be judo and that came out the exact same year as this one like that is what i remember her in as playing juno's mom or stepmom okay Uh, and she was just very good at that and then slowly I just would notice her and things and when I see her I'm always like oh yeah this is about to be good yeah she exactly but she I always put foot in this I <laughs> felt the same way only difference is uh my first inter- interaction with her was 10 things I hate about you yeah that and was so I always one, associate her part. with that movie she has a very small part in that so but that's she's why so good in it she is that's why I don't think of her as much. But yeah, I told you she had a cat bug. I remember. <laughs> so she is finally a Oscar-winning actress. What she won I, for? She won last year, I think. Last year or the year before. She won Best Supporting for I, Tonya. Oh, she did do a good-ass job with that fucking I, bird on her shoulder, dude. Oh, oh she my looked God. gross. She was gross. and i have to mention otherwise my mom will kill me she is the star or the second lead of the tv series mom which is one of my mom's favorite shows it it is one of your mom's favorites she has talked to me about numerous miss anna ferris and i love miss anna ferris too yes i love her too yeah, your mom has talked to me about moms like fucking. <laughs> yeah, that is one of her That's favorite her show. shows. Yeah, she's like, you don't watch it? I'd be like, I do. Like, I can't. Sometimes it, when not... I have the time. Yeah, I'm sorry. This show kind of dictates what the fuck I can watch every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really does, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. It kind of well, dictates. Good thing we watch movies we actually like. But uh, yes, yes, I Tanya. I want to do that movie because it is such a, a good movie. movie. I know that we're not going to have the Olympics this year, so we might have to push Olympic movies back, but that would be a good one to throw in there. Yeah, for sure. I well, she got four projects coming out right now, or they're in uh, pre-production, I should say. And so she's still continuously working, and Alice and Janie, we wish you all the best because you are On fantastic mom. and gorgeous. <laughs> To this day, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. She is aging very well. Mm-hmm. She is. I don't Speaking have any fun facts on her. Aging very well. Brace yourself, because Corny Collins is next. He's corny. 
AKA Mr. James Marsden. And when I say brace yourself, I'm talking to Smashley. She got a mean old crush on James Marsden. Okay, so white boys are not usually my thing. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't think that they are attractive, because I do. But James Marsden can get it. But James Marsden can get it. His blue eyes, his smile, he's very funny. He can be serious. He has a very, very nice voice. Yeah, he can get it. This whole movie is, this cast is filled with gorgeous ass people. Mm. Everybody's gorgeous in this movie, and he is, he's starting that list. Yes. <laughs> For me. I always think him as uh, X-Man. Sure. That's probably the first thing I saw him in. Cyclops. As Cyclops. People nowadays associate him with Westworld. Westworld. I only watched the first season of it, but uh, yeah. I do own, which I'm not a big chick flick fan, but 27 dresses that he was in. Okay. But he kills it in this movie. He does. Corny Collins is awesome. I love when he's like, how are you going to do the Corny Collins show? I'm going to fire Corny Collins from the Corny Collins show. Bitch. Exactly. And so if I say we gonna have Negroes on the show, bitch, we gonna have Negroes on the show, bitch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, straight so up says he, we get rid of Negro Day and we incorporate these kids all together. That's this where, it's where going anyway. we're heading anyway. Now you can fight it or you can rock out to it. We can't fight it, so let's just be the first. That's what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't want to be the first black person to do anything because that shit sucks, as mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle has pointed out. But being the first white person to do something for another culture makes you look awesome and you're getting ahead of the curve because that's where it's going anyway. We are all mixing into one weird race anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine, you're, you and Smash, you have kids. Your kids will be black and Asian. I mean, mm-hmm. Mexican and Asian. <laughs> no, you got it right. <laughs> They'll be black and Asian. <laughs> so, you know. We got nieces, nieces here, Mexican and black. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're all growing into a melting pot. And Corny Collins was like, bitch, that's mm-hmm. where it's going. Yeah. Meanwhile, Michelle Pfeiffer's like, this show is turning into gumbo. I was looking at her like, bitch, what the fuck's wrong with gumbo? Gumbo's bomb, bitch. Yeah, let's turn anything into gumbo. That shit's good. <laughs> Put some rice in it. Uh. But yeah. <laughs> so... I remember him first. My first uh, interpretation or uh, association with him was, sadly, The Notebook. First thing I saw his ass in. Plays a soldier that's trying to steal Rachel McAdams from Ryan Gosling. Uh, Or he's not even trying to steal him. But, like, you know, shit happened and it is what it is. But what I most, like, associated him with is fucking Sex Drive. You see that movie? The movie? Yeah. Yeah, Where he's secretly gay, but he's like pushing his brother away from being gay no matter what. And he's like overcompensating as this masculine older brother. And that's your first thing? Oh, no. You said the first thing. That's one of the first things that I saw him in. Yeah. Because he's forever fucking Cyclops over here. He's always going to be Cyclops. But I think he does a hell of a job in the comedy I wish he would do more comedies. Like, I see the outtakes of that movie, and he's fucking hilarious. He is one of my favorite characters in uh, Death at a Funeral, the black version. He plays the boyfriend that gets hopped up on, like, ecstasy or whatever, and he's naked on the roof, and he's going (laughs) crazy. He does a really good job. He does a really good job, so... I do love him. I think he's very funny. His voice mm-hmm. is amazing. And he's a yep. Courtney Collins show. 
He's got a new TV show coming out called The Stand. Uh, it's an action show, so I would very much like to see that, as well as a is it second from the show. Book? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Like All I know is that Stephen it's King's the Stand? coming out this year. Because I know there is a, another one of Stephen King's The Stand that is coming out, and Whoopi mm. Goldberg's going to be in it as like the old ass black lady. I don't know. You probably never seen. Maybe that. it's the same. Yes, it is. It is the same. It is the same. Yeah. So he plays Stu Redman. I don't know if you know who that is. I I didn't I read did. the book. I did read the book, and but that I book saw was like thick. Oof. It was thick, like Gone with the Wind thick. <laughs> it was a good book. It was a good book. It was a good book. But yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, I just saw like the cover, like title page of IMDb, and he's like in the back seat. And he's just got this like aggressive look on his face. He looks like the fucking Winter Soldier in the that, title page. That's not him. Is that him? That's him. But oh, he's, like I said, he's got another show called Miss America that comes out this year also. He's got two shows. He just did Sonic the Hedgehog. I forgot to mention that. Don't mention that. Yeah. <laughs> he plays the voice of Tom. And as we talked about uh, no, less than an hour voice. ago. He's in it. He's, oh, he's straight up in it? He's physically did, in did it. Did you see it? No, I've seen the fucking trailer. I know what oh. the dude looks like. I say, tell me you didn't watch that. I didn't. I kind of want to just so that, like, my disgust will be real and not just, like, falsified. Come full circle. <laughs> yeah. If I don't have to pay for it, I'll watch it. So. There you go. <laughs> but like I said, he will be working with our director, Mr. Shankman, in Disenchanted. Part two Enchanted of Enchanted. Part two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, Enchanted Part two. Exactly. So they're going to be All working right. together again pretty soon. And by pretty soon, I mean depending on Corona. We'll you ready see. for a fun fact? Yes, give me that fun fact because I'm very excited to talk about this next actor. So the Corny Collins show was based on a real life show called The Buddy Dean Show. That was a local Baltimore dance show. That came out before Dick Clark's American Bandstand. So he was pre-Bandstand, which I always thought that that's what the Courtney Collins was based off of as American Bandstand. Because obviously that is the more mainstream uh, version of these type of shows. Okay. But no, it's this Buddy Dean show that was a Baltimore hit back then where apparently kids from... The local high schools and stuff would come and dance and uh, on it. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. So um, that's what it's based on. You remember when you were talking about actors who can do both act yeah. and sing? Oh, yes. This next actor is one of those people who can act, sing, and fucking dance. I pray you're talking about my boyfriend. Go ahead. Uh huh. Mr. Elijah Kelly. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. This dude is talented as fuck. Obviously, this is the very first thing that I ever saw the brother in. Is it? Okay. It was mind-blowing. I had a huge crush on him. I made sure that I got this poster from work. His, And I got one that was just him. I have one that has the whole cast on it. But I got one that was just him. And I put it on the wall. And you today, didn't watch uh, Take the Lead with Antonio Banderas? I watched it, but it was that before this movie? It was before, yeah. It was like a year or two. It was one well, year he, before this one. 
Well, he didn't turn he didn't turn me on as much as he did as fucking seaweed, dude. Seaweed kills it. Rashad was like, yeah. The only reason why I know his face is because I would see him on your wall every day. <laughs> like, I love so him. Far. So far. So, so far. So far. Because this was his, like, big breakout role. But afterwards, shit. You recognize him now. Well, uh, yeah, I do because I'm in love with Elijah. He's just, like, <laughs> fucking gorgeous. He's amazing singer. He can sing me out of my panties any day. He's a fantastic dancer. <laughs> oh my god. Tell me I'm I'm assuming you saw the Wiz live. Yes. Oh my god. I was as soon as I watched it, I was like, who the fuck is playing Scarecrow? I'm going to say that I did not like him cast as the Scarecrow. I don't know if it was the direction of the director of the way they wanted the Scarecrow to go, or if it was his interpretation on the Scarecrow. Uh-huh. But he wasn't likable to me. To me, really? I liked the Tin Man. And in any Wizard of Oz format of the story, the you know the Scarecrow, he's her friend. He's the sweet one. He's smart. He kills him out. He's the Scarecrow. Uh-huh. But for some reason in that stage version, mm-hmm. I was more drawn to being connected to the Tin Man. Wasn't the was Tin Man played by Neo? It sure was. And that didn't have, like, that necessarily doesn't have to do anything to me. Like, uh-huh. I love Neo, too, as much as I love Elijah. Mm-hmm. But he was just more of that spirit of it than him. Not that I didn't think that he did a good job, because his voice, like I said, is amazing. His dancing is it's unmatched. Like, he's really good at what he does. Yeah, he he's absolutely really is. All, I mean, I can't I remember the storyline very well. And I don't want to debate on whether or not the Scarecrow was right for the part. But as far as Elijah playing the part, I think he did a hell of a job. Because he caught my attention not knowing who it was within the costume of the Scarecrow. Like, I'm pretty sure that day I went on IMDb and I was like, who the fuck is this dude? And why is he not famous? That was... Uh, one of my favorite lives, uh, musical live ones that we've done. Yeah. Besides the Grease, which was another really, Grease really was a good, good one. live one. Mm-hmm. But Hairspray, or The Wiz was good, and he did a great job. It was just, I feel like the direction was really off on that one. Uh, Could have been. I don't blame it on him. They I always slap those things director. together quick. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't blame him. Uh, I, don't blame I did him. just see him in Red Tails. I know I am 10 years late to the prom on that one. Michael B. But I just seen it this year. You talking about my boo-boo? Michael B. No, we talking about Elijah and how good he was in Red Tails. My other boo-boo, Elijah. (laughs) (laughs) We talking about Michael B. Jordan. I have liked Elijah longer than Michael B. Jordan. This is true. But that's Mm -hmm. because I didn't So he played Joker in Red Tails. Another great fucking job. And afterwards, he did uh, Lee Daniels' The Butler. He sure did. He played young Charlie Gaines. Mm-hmm. Is he the one that uh, breaks in, what is it, like a store or something like that? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, That's, that's him. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but yeah. I'm I can't sure. remember the, the age uh, differential. I've been drinking. I don't know. Um, I've been drinking. <laughs> but I did like him in the new edition story. He plays uh, Belle. 
He sure does. He does a great job. That whole cast was Gets good. in a whole the, fight he, in the first, like, ten minutes in them suspenders yeah. and shit. Because who could dance and sing better than Elijah? Dude, not many. Not All right, many. so you want a fun fact? Give me a fun fact for sure. So my boo-boo Elijah, uh, he had to sit for an hour in the hair chair getting his hair did. Getting that conk, getting that like finger wave, like uh-huh. look that he's doing. It took him a long time. That's a Because that's not ass. something that you know we do to our hair anymore. No, <laughs> no, we don't. We do not. But I do have a really cool fun fact about him that I didn't know. What's that? That the Elijah Kelly Center for Performance Arts is something that he created to offer music, dance, music, uh, acting, and dance classes to the students in his hometown in Georgia. Really? Yeah. Okay. He even received a key to the city for his work and effort into helping his whole, you know, old town peeps. I like Uh, that. Yeah. So he's a giver, which is one of my favorite types of men, a giver. (laughs) And he uh, also... Just you know, he's cute. He's still working. Still working. He's uh, he was just on a show called uh, Tales. It's like a new hip hop show. I don't know too much about it. I think it's kind of like a newer version of Lyricist Lounge, but uh, don't quote me on that. But he does a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Elijah. I want to see more of him. I know you do. He... Oh yes. You want to oh, see all yes, of him. I do. I want to see all of him. I know that he graduated from high school and immediately afterwards moved to L.A. to live that life. Mm-hmm. So he dedicated. And if he's listening to this, I'm single. Hey. <laughs> well, uh, let's move on to one of our villains of the movie. And uh, I'm not going to lie, Ashley knows very well that I do have a little crush on this one. Miss Brittany Snow plays Amber. <laughs> I don't know why, man. I always liked her. No, I was so, laughing at myself because I was She's looking show. at me so hard right now. <laughs> I'm just going to say. What you want me to say? We got to talk about her, babe. She's on the movie. <laughs> I'm just saying that I was hoping that you were going to say Michelle Pfeiffer because that would have been really funny to me. Oh, I That's love I Michelle Pfeiffer. Like... Michelle Pfeiffer is from my hometown. She looks Whoop. good in this fucking movie, too. She does. She's a little skinny. In this one, I feel like she slimmed down for this one. She's not at her natural walk around weight. I like her more when she is just natural and not like trying to slim down for a role. I don't know. Maybe that is her natural and she was just around bigger people. No, her her cheeks are like sucked in and stuff. She's like extra on this one. But Brittany Snow plays Amber. (laughs) And one of the funniest fucking moments in this whole movie it's when Corny Collins is announcing some shit and he throws his hands up and backhands her in her forehead. She is an awful character. She don't care. Terrible, terrible character. She makes fun of people for no reason. Oh, and it's totally not true about her and the entire football team. I mean, please. Anybody can get grass stains all over their back. And it's unfair. But she uh, she does a really good job in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber is the bitch. She blonde. She does a good job. Yeah, she's blonde. She's skinny. She's pretentious. Yeah, 
And I think Britney Snow has a very good comedic timing. I didn't really notice it as much as I saw in this movie. Like, she got the opportunity to do more physical comedy than you normally see in the roles that she uh, gets cast in. I don't know. Okay. What so she's the been movie, in? No, the thing that I first remember her in, and I bet a lot of people remember her in, American Dreams. Did, it, did you ever watch that one? I've never seen it. It's pretty much set in this time, mm-hmm. I believe in Baltimore or Detroit or something like that, where she plays like a fe- like a featured dancer on the Dick Clark American Bandstand show. So it's like okay. a story about the actual people. I don't know if it was like the actual actual, but like people who, the kids that danced on American Bandstand, their kids and their town, ta- like the parents in their town. It was pretty good. It ran for like three years, I guess. Uh, but it was pretty good. So I already knew that she could dance. Like, Got you. Yeah, it, it was a good show, and that's the first thing that I remember her in. So by the time that she was in this, because that ended in like 2005, so by the time she was in this, I was like, oh yeah, that's that bitch from American Bandstand or from American Dreams or whatever it's called. I don't think I knew she could really, really sing until this movie, but she got some pipes. Yeah, yeah. My first thing I saw her in was probably Pitch Perfect. She oh, plays really? Chloe. Yeah, she plays Chloe in that. She plays the oh, red redheaded girl who just absolutely loves to sing and is all about her sorority sisters and is questionably bisexual. Never actually divulged. But uh, in that, I was like, she's got a great fucking voice. Yeah, and I already knew it from Hairspray in 2007, man. Yeah, I never seen it. That's my bad. Uh, I will say, yeah, it's a good movie. She is a second uh, generation film industry person, you might say. Her her mom's a casting director. She casts for uh, Nickelodeon usually. Dang, we didn't. She didn't cast her daughter or nothing. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is in that respect. I don't think she did cast her. Her mom is uh, head of uh, Bullock and Snow casting. Uh, I've actually been in their office. It's actually really cool, and they're really nice over there. I've auditioned a couple times for one of their shows. Call me. Hey. I'll audition again. Uh, I feel like Brittany Snow needs a sassy black friend, and that's me. (laughs) Uh, She does have a show going on right now called Almost Family. She's the lead of that one. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. I think she just put on her director's hat as well recently. Oh, shit. What'd she do? She did a short film called Milkshake. Does it bring all the boys to the yard? (laughs) No. I haven't seen it. I heard something about it. Uh, I probably saw it from, like, Anna Camp or something like that. I know they're best friends. And I think she, like, cast Anna Camp in it or something like that. But, uh, yeah, she put on her director's hat. And so I hope that she continues with directing because we need a lot more female directors out there that understand the business and are capable of telling great stories. I feel like there are those directors out there. We just don't get our due because we're women and it's easier to just feel like you're being accomplished by a man. Uh, But I do feel like this is 2020. 
Mm-hmm. If we can all survive this fucking Rona stupid ass shit, then we need to have some female directors out there. I'll agree with these that. Greatest movies. But you gotta an actress turned director as a whole different type of director. An actress or an actor has okay, okay, tools okay. that a normal director does not. I feel like most they directors get it. don't take acting classes. But most actors end up taking screenwriting and directing classes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So in my personal opinion, the best directors are the ones that understand how to tell a story through an actor's point of view. Because they know how to not only talk to the camera department, the set deck department, the props department, wardrobe, sound editing, writers, whatever, they know how to talk to the actors. They know how to translate what they have in their brain to the screen better than most. It's, It's almost like a lot of directors don't give that aspect of filmmaking enough attention. So when an actor or actress turns director, I'm always excited for that. I do have a fun fact on Amber. Do you know who was, who was up for the role of Amber? Tell me. Hayden Paitieri. Okay. I can see that. I don't, I don't know if she can sing or not, so that probably has a big... She can? Yeah, she did a TV show about singing. Country TV show, I want to say. Oh, you are so right. She did uh I can't remember the name right now. Fuck, what's it called? You're right. She did that country show where she did a lot of singing on there. Mm-hmm. And she did have a nice voice. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, my country fans. I'm not a country fan. That's why I couldn't get into the show. It just wasn't my shit. Like, I just, I just never got around to it. Well, you got time. This is true. But uh, she could also have been a pretty uh, Amber. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can see her as an Amber. Yeah. Yeah, they're both tiny little things, too. God, what is it called? The fucking country show. I don't know. I'll look it up later. But in the meantime... Nashville. 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 Of course. The That's hub of country music. Of course. What am mm-hmm. I thinking? We, uh, we got a number of people to talk about still, starting with Miss Queen Latifah. Oh. We already talked about her. When did we talk about her? Girls Trip. Oh, yeah. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. But I we put get- all my fun facts in there, so I don't have any more fun all right, well, we're going to talk about Queen Latifah in this movie, and we're going to set yeah. it off right here. you going to set it off? <laughs> Put the glasses on. Put the glasses on. Put the glasses on. Oh, my God, yes. No, I love her in this. I think she that song that she sings is absolutely beautiful. It's very rare that she gets an opportunity to sing like that. Like, she started out as a rapper, you know. U-N-I-T-Y. That's a unity. U-N-I-T-Y. U-N-I-T-Y. That's a unity. That's Hell a... yes. I was um, just watching a Bob Berger episode and one of the kids dressed up as her for Halloween and it made me happy. Like, old school, like the... Can you dress her. up like Queen Latifah? That would make me so happy. I would. I don't think anyone would guess what I was. Do like Zora from House Party 2. <laughs> yes. Now this is Zora going to the party. Mm. I hope so, yeah. I see Sydney there. She did a good job in this movie. You're right, because uh, I know where I've been is like my jam. Mm-hmm. 
and she gives me chills every time I hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a road we must travel. Lost so many along the way. She kills it. Mm, she absolutely she does. It. And, and I mean, we knew chills. she could sing from Chicago, but Duh, that's a different yeah. type of singing. I know. She went from mainstream model Mama Morton, Mama Morton. to... To Motormouth Maybell. Mm-hmm. How's that song go? As if you're good to mama. Mama's good to you. <laughs> That's my jam. I just wanted to hear you sing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is not her first musical, movie musical by far. She mm-hmm. did win an Academy Award, right? Is that what she won? Did she win? For Has Chicago? She- I don't know. She was at least. She's been nominated. She was. I was about to say the very she least. She's nominated, nominated for an Oscar. I don't think she won, but she. She uh, didn't win. She was nominated for Chicago because mm-hmm. she did do a kick-ass job in that, and she brought that all over here to Hairspray, killing it. She got more songs to sing in this one than she did mm-hmm. in Chicago. Offering so up John Travolta some food. <laughs> you, you sure you're not hungry? Yeah. Have a little something like, to eat. It's like, is, that braised? is that braised? Is that braised? <laughs> He's so. Mm. <laughs> she takes his sits in the corner and eats. Dude. Fat ass. But it. he's walking like the skinniest girl the entire time. We're going to get to him. We're going to get to him. Because um, I'm big, blonde, and beautiful. There's nothing that is beautiful. She just makes me want to eat. I know. That food looks good, too. <laughs> Damn, does it look good. Have you seen uh, The Rap Game? Uh, nope. What's Me that? neither. Apparently, it's been running for three years. She's exec producing it. The Rap Game? What's it on? I don't know. But either way, I forgot to mention that I just saw her in a new TV series, Hollywood, that oh, show that you got to watch. You want to okay, know who don't... she plays? Don't you give me any shit. It's I'm not giving you shit. I'm just it's sad that you haven't week. seen it because now we're talking about her and she's in it. And I feel reluctant to tell you this because you haven't the, seen it. But she plays Hattie McDaniels. <gasps> yes, she does. She plays the Hattie? Yes, she does. And she does a great fucking job. I guess it. Yeah. I mm. guess so. I mean, I don't. I guess so. Is she. I feel like she's too skinny now. Nope. Yeah, she is. But she's playing like retired Hattie McDaniels. This is after. That's when life was hard. Yeah. But she is. I I can't tell you anything. I can't tell you anything about it. You just got to watch. All right. Look, next week I will have at least the first five episodes done. Give me a break here. Once you start one, you're going to go through them. I promise. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll start tomorrow. It's only been a week, damn it. Mm-hmm. And and watch, <laughs> especially you as a black woman are going to want to go through it. You're going to be know. like, I got to see how this shit turns out. But, yeah, she plays Hattie McDaniels uh, in mm. uh, Netflix's new series, Hollywood. And I hope it gets a second season because it was a hell of a show. It looked good. It, so I was already down. Queen Latifah, <laughs> man. I love oh. her. I've never seen anything that she's done that I didn't love, mm-hmm. including uh, We Are Living a Single, single 
Well, keep your head up. Keep your head up. That's right. That's See, we right. can't. I hate that we can't. Because of Zoom, we can't sync up. I know. Singing Pisses together me up. We can't sing together because Zoom is fucked up. Keep I mean, it's not up. fucked up. It's an allowing us to do this in the first place. But the delay, you can't sing together. Sucks. Yeah. Well, either way, Queen Latifah has a new show and a new movie coming out. They're both called The Equalizer. I don't know what that's all about, but she got two of them coming out. So we'll see. It's got nothing to do with Denzel's Equalizer, as far as yes, I know. Yes, it does. It does? Well, it looks like it's based off the 80s TV series, which is what the Equalizer is based off of. Oh, okay. So it's in that same universe. I doubt he's in it, but yeah. Nah, he's not in it. Uh, But she plays the second lead. Okay, of course. Queen Latifah is always part of the lead. She hasn't been, like, second fiddle in, like, since the 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. She brings in people herself. You know, she's funny. She's relatable. She looks like, you know, she looks like people I know. She's awesome. She is so talented. She can mm-hmm. do very serious stuff. She could be a thug, gangster ass bitch. She could be a sweet ass lady. And she could sing. Like, what more do you want in your stars? I love mm. her. I love her. You got to yeah. see Hollywood. All okay. right, let's talk about one of my favorite white girls, Miss Michelle Pfeiffer, born and raised in Santa Ana when Santa Ana was still white. <laughs> she was she in did? like the late 60s, early 70s, dude, before us Mexicans moved in. My girl, Michelle Pfeiffer, has been nominated three times, never won so far. But she has been nominated three times for Best Actress in a Leading Role, twice for... Love Field in 92 and The Fabulous Baker Boys in 89. Best Never seen either one. Supporting Actress, Dangerous Liaisons in 1988. Uh, I love her I, as Catwoman, personally. I probably think Catwoman is the first thing that I remember her in. you never and seen Scarface? Then, you mean you didn't you know, like Grease 2? I'm just saying, like, memory-wise, like, when you were like, who the fuck is Michelle Pfeiffer? Mm. It was... Like, Dangerous Minds was a big one. I did love <laughs> Grease, Grease too because she was a cool rider. Yes, she a was. A cool, cool, cool rider. Cause yes, I'm a she C. was. Oh, oh, oh. Like, she fucking, like, got her shit. So I do definitely remember her from those. But my favorite is Scarface because she is a coked-out bitch in it. She's super young and super skinny, super coked out, you know, dealing with young ass Al Pacino is one of my faves, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't watch that one until about junior high. So which, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. Grease came for that. <laughs> that movie is older than us. Shit. It is. Mm-hmm. And I would like to put that movie on our list. Because there's so many fun facts about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's many. It's such a good movie. Al Pacino. It's just good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of my favorites. I've always had a poster of it on my wall. It's one of my favorites. I will say, I think uh, she did a very good job in this movie. She plays a great bitch. Uh, oh, does she? And she is totally living in the past. Like, she will not hesitate to tell you that she won Miss Baltimore Crab. 
and the crowns and the vaults from when I won Miss Baltimore Crabs. She did not. She fucked the judges. That's a weird, yo. Dude. The poor runner-ups might still hold some grudges. They powder their cups, but I screwed the judges. Those broads thought they'd win if I played them. Giving up that ass. Giving up that ass just so she could win. Uh, she don't care. She'll even sleep with a married man just to, you know, right? help her daughter out. Dude, and Christopher Walken is so oblivious to the whole... I don't know if he's oblivious or if he's just like... That's his tactics for pushing her away. I think at first he was oblivious, and then after that he was like, oh, shit, she's, like, really coming for me. Yeah, it's like, how do I get this lady out of the store? I've already sold this, her everything. This fine-ass lady. Mm-hmm. So, like we did discuss that she was in Grease 2, which is a sequel to Grease 1 that stars John Travolta. So they get to be in this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is cool. Because I'm a cool rider. <laughs> a cool, 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 cool rider. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If you guys have seen Grease 2, then you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then, you know. If you haven't seen it, you need to. It's one of the great flops of cinema history. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. It's a good cult classic. Good cult classic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do have a fun fact about her. Was that so? In the Broadway version of the show, it is that she talks to Tracy's dad when she comes and tries to seduce him. Mm. Um, there's not a song, but in this movie, there is a big bond and beautiful reprise that they do, where her and Edna are kind of doing a duet version of that song. Edna's in the house upstairs getting ready to get all sexy for her man when, you know, she's uh, down there seducing the husband. That song was added to the movie because Michelle Pfeiffer wanted to do some more singing. And they're like, okay, sure. There you go. So that was added to the movie, and it's not in the Broadway show. Because she's a cool, 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 cool writer. I don't know if she's a trained singer. Um, she's not. Yeah. But she did okay. I, I like mean, her. I knew she, she could sing uh-huh. because of Grease 2. Yeah. Uh, Velma doesn't do much, much singing. A lot of her, like, Baltimore Crab song is more spoken words. Uh-huh. with a couple notes at the end. Um, she does a good job. She yeah. was enough good, good enough singer to pull the part off. She didn't have to be, you know, a Tracy Turnpike to belt it out for you sure. Know, these songs. If she had to switch these songs up with Queen Latifah songs, she would have had a problem. Yeah. But, you know, the songs that she was given, she was good. All right. Well, let's talk about these main three cast, starting with the pretty boy. And I'm late. John Travolta. No, I'm <laughs> He was pretty, bitch. He was pretty. Uh, we're talking about the pretty boy of 2007, not uh, 1977. <laughs> that was a good one. So we're talking about Mr. Zac Efron. Zac Efron, who can sing and yeah. is, is a good-looking dude. He but is. he ain't the most masculine fellow in the world. <laughs> in this movie, no. He is playing I'm, a teenage boy. I'm but kidding. I'm life, quoting Eddie Murphy when he's talking about Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, uh, 
Zac Efron, of course, we already knew prior to this movie that he could sing and could dance Mm -hmm. due to the fact that he got his big break on the Disney Channel's High School Musical that fucking blew everybody's mind. I was in high school when High School Musical came out. Were you? I was, and I liked it, but I wasn't like the hugest fan, you know, knew the dance moves and all the songs, but he got this job for Hairspray. Because he was in High School Musical. Nice. So the director saw him in a High School Musical and was like, well, that's our link right there. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like you said, he good looking dude. He can sing and he can dance. Yeah. And he can act. And he can act. So, so it was a good thing to put him in this movie. And I think that it really helped their sales as well. Their ticket sales. I'm just reading about his new project called Killing Zac Efron. He straight up has a new project called Killing Zac Efron. This adventure series, of which Zac Efron is the star and exec producer, will show the actor venturing deep into the jungle of a remote, dangerous island to carve his own name in expedition history. All right. Eh, Do do you, my dude? I got to say, he has been killing it lately. Like, I mean, I've... He transformed his body, obviously. Uh, He put on a shit ton of weight. This goes all the way back to uh, Charlie St. Cloud. Before this, he was skinny, but he specifically put on like 30 or 40 pounds of muscle for that movie because he was playing an Olympic hopeful like rower or something like that. And I think that transitioned into him becoming a fitness enthusiast. Probably. I'm just going to say without High School Musical 1, 2, and I think 3... Mm-hmm. They would have never, you know, we wouldn't know who Zac Efron is. He went on to constantly do projects that even if it didn't make a lot, a lot of money, it still made money. Mm-hmm. People still go see him, even though, you know, some people don't like him, some people do like him. But then he went on and did The Greatest Showman, and, you know, mm-hmm. that also put him back in the zeitgeist of even younger people than people who are our age who, you know, like I said, I was in high school when High School Musical came out mm-hmm. and was like, who the fuck is this Zac Efron? <laughs> okay, I just want to say, a qu- I want to just tell a quick Zac-, Zac Efron story that has to do with me. All right. When I worked at the movie theaters, High School Musical 2 or 3 or whatever in the movie theaters came out. And I had a friend, Annette. Hey, girl. She told me to tell the story. She told me (laughs) that uh, she wanted the Zac Efron standee that we had at the theater. But there was another manager who wanted it, and we all hated him. His name was Antonio. He was a lazy, fat-ass dude, and he never did shit. And he wrote his name on the back of it like he was going to take it home. And so... He's just going to claim all of them because he's a manager. Get the fuck out of here. So my friend Annette asked me if I would steal it. I said, yeah, I'll steal the shit. And we came up with a plan. Where it was sitting, we I had her open up the exit door to the theater that was right placed right behind it. Uh-huh. I snuck in with a friend, and we opened the doors, grabbed the standee, and ran to my car and stole it. We took, like, fucking hostage pictures with it wearing masks. I was, like, covered from head to toe with just, like, my eyes, which had, like, glasses <laughs> on. had gloves on. Like, I... I taped my boobies down so you couldn't see how much boobies I had. Like, it was just, I went 
two still Zac Efron. That was it. Oh, my God. You went I full still, bank heist. I did. <laughs> and it took probably about a year before people at the at job was like, I finally told them, like, yeah, I stole the standee. You didn't know that was me? <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was you. So, you know. Was Antonio pissed? Efron. Good. He was pissed. He was pissed. Fuck that dude. Good. He's a shitty dude. Punk ass. Zac Efron. Dude, I like one of his old movies, 17 again. He's flirting with Leslie Mann's sexy ass. Where he's like, he, he's like, he goes back in time. Because uh, mm-hmm. his older self is uh, Matthew Perry. <laughs> Matthew Perry never looked like fucking Zach Efron. Never. Never. But yeah, he did a lot of fun stuff. Um, and he's still working today. I like his new movies, honestly. I like Dirty Grandpa. Him and I like Dirty uh, Grandpa. Robert De Niro. I think that was great. Baywatch was exactly what you expected it to be. It was Baywatch, bitch. With, yeah. It was fucking The Rock. With The shit. Rock. That's all it is. <laughs> Neighbors was I fucking hilarious. I Absolutely in hilarious. In Neighbors 2. And Neighbors 2 didn't do it for me. But Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates was absolutely hilarious. It was funny. It was... I do wish that I could sing and dance the way that he can. Because, uh, don't get me wrong, I can dance, but I'm not trained. And I definitely can't sing. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about Zach another time. In the meantime, we got to talk about one of the ladies of the hour, Miss John Travolta. Cause oh, yes, I she think, did. I think he did a great fucking job. Okay, so Edna Turnplack is always played by a man. Really? Either, either it be on the John Waters 1988, where they had the great drag queen Divine play her, uh-huh. or if you do it on the stage, it's played by a dude. If you do it in this music movie musical, it's played by a dude. That mm. is just what the the character is always played. A lot like Matron uh, Mama Morton in Chicago is usually played by a dude, but in the movie they use Queen Latifah. But in this movie, they decided to keep that tradition by having John Travolta play her. I think that she did a really good job. Uh, he had his own input on what he wanted Edna's body to look like. He wanted her to be, you know, thick, but, you know... Curvaceous at the same curvy. time. Curvy, yeah. She got a nice booty and a nice little little curve going. Mm-hmm. He wanted her to feel more real. So he did have input on his fat suit that he did have to put on Love to it. play her. Yeah, because you can't just have... In the 1988 version, Mrs. Turnblad is wearing a muumuu all the time. She do. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one wants to see. In that one, they danced the bug, which for '88 that was cool. But in 2007, when you have John Travolta, the man can dance. You know, you got to okay. give him the opportunity to do so, and he's not going to be able to do that very effectively in a mumu. So I Sorry agree fever, with huh? give. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with giving Mrs. Turnblad more of a curve to her. She's voluptuous. Yeah. She's very voluptuous. She's not fat. She's, She's big, voluptuous. It's different. She's got big chi-chi. There's a ratio. Her waist, her waist is pretty, you know, for a thick woman. She's mm-hmm. got a nice waist. Mm-hmm. And she's got that nice, thick-ass hips and booty. Like, mm-hmm. she got a nice body. I like it. John Travolta did spend four hours in the makeup chair doing makeup and Damn. his fat suit. Dude. That, that fat suit weighs 30 pounds. Damn. So there's always been uh, speculation on whether John Travolta is gay or straight. Personally, I don't give a shit. 
you know, whichever way that answer goes. I think that if anything, he probably, if he is, he probably keeps it a secret because of his association with that evil corporation. What is it called? Uh, Scientology. Scientology? I'm yeah. like, are you trying to make them come after me by me saying shit? <laughs> no, I just couldn't remember the name. Uh, he is part of that but, awful cult called dude, Scientology. If for he years. is, he lived out all of his dreams with this role because he plays the best older woman. His mannerisms, yeah. his speech, his point of view, his physical movements, he moves like a skinny woman. Mm-hmm. You know? That's and when it's a fat suit. He is skinny. He is a skinny woman. <laughs> he is. But, I mean, even John Travolta isn't like, you know, Danny Zuko skinny at this point. You know, he's put no. on a few in 20 I mean, years, 20, 30 years. He's bigger now than he was in 2007, mm-hmm. body-wise. Sure. But yeah, he, he did a good job, and he's one of those. He was a good casting because everybody and their mama knows who John Travolta is. But watching it, halfway through, you stop seeing her as John Travolta. Yeah, you, you do. You see her as the mom. Yeah. I even She's love his, uh, his speech. Like, whatever accent he came up with for her is fucking great. She's trying to get that Baltimore accent, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she she good. She, she's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, to see uh, Timeless, to mm-hmm. me, with her and Christopher Walken dancing and singing together. Yeah. It was just, like, very good. Yeah. And, and it's, just, it's very endearing to watch the way he plays her. Like... Like you said, you forget that it's John Travolta in a fat suit. Like, you think, like, oh, my God, Mrs. Turnblad is so fucking cute. She's so cute. Like, just the little things that she does. And, like, the way she inches over to the table with all the food on it and, like, looks in and asks if that's braised ham or It's not braised. Whatever. And then she grabs her shit and, mm-hmm. you know, sits or down Or when and she's being shit. insecure and, like, opening up her little candy talking about i don't want to be your agent because i'll have to go outside maybe after my next diet or whatever when this dark pill was off Mm -hmm. like she's just so cute and then she brings it home when you can't stop the beat when she has her solo yeah like she gets it she gets it and Mm -hmm. the whole time you're like yes throws off that sash you can't stop my happiness because i like the way i am you just can't stop my knife and fork when I see a Christmas tree. Showing them calves. Get it. She's like, I'm about to fucking Tina Turner all up in this bitch. And like, she, she does. She does. She does. Yeah. Oh, my John God. Did a he did a great fantastic job. job. And uh, I remember I just, him getting a lot of flack for doing this, too. I remember when this movie came out and they talked about uh, him playing Mrs. Turnblad. And people were like, what the fuck is that? No, I don't want to see that. Like I said, yeah. if you are a theater buff like I was or am, uh, when you, this movie came out, if they would have put a woman in this spot, I would have been fucking mad. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, ah, bitch, this is supposed to be a drag queen. But majority of the time. audiences didn't know. They don't when know any I better. Did, they didn't understand did that this my, is traditionally yeah, played. When I did my version of Hairspray... We had a male Edna. Like, that is just how you cast it. Mm-hmm. That's how you cast it. And they 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 stay true to the, the way it's supposed to be, and I appreciate that. John Travolta 
he had he was feeling his mama roots. So when what's her name Nikki, the girl who plays Tracy, mm-hmm. when she walked on the set for the very first time, John Travolta was like, "Come to mama," and like she ran and like gave In him his a hug. Fat like, suit or just him? I think it was just him. It was like the first day on set. Like, I love it. Yeah, like, or maybe it. he was in the fat suit. Either way, he was embracing his mama's side. And I, I love it. it. Dude, I would, I would play that kind of role. Fuck yeah. Put me in a fat suit any day. Any day. I'm Shit. fat already. Put me in a skinny suit. How do I get that one? Oh, <laughs> uh, you, You'd play uh, the opposite. So imagine uh, getting cast to play a role where you play a man. I would love it. I already got right? the voice, so I'm already down. I got the voice, voice. too. I got the voice of a woman. (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. That's awful. All right. Well, it is time. Do you want a fun fact? Can I give you a couple fun facts before we move on? Fire away. Run until that is the dancing uh-huh. was done in a, a school bus, right, where they're dancing. Mm-hmm. That school bus was cut into six pieces for them to be able to film that. It is filmed oh, on so a set. they can get the camera in between. So run and tell that bitch with six. a sawzall. Shit. So since you love the idea of the costumes, mm-hmm. so Rita Rickin was the costume designer for this movie, and she did go and do her research, and she found vintage clothing that actually some of the cast members wore on set. So some of these cast members, especially the high school students, mm-hmm. are wearing real some of them stuff are wearing from that vintage time. From the 60s, yeah. Dude, I want uh, Zac Efron's wardrobe in this movie. What Especially that movie? black and gray uh, zip-up that he's got with the diamonds on it. Shit. Yeah. That is my shit right there. Here's another fun fact for you, though. Mm-hmm. Madonna, Meryl Streep, they were both up for the role of Velma. Really? Okay. Yeah. I probably could see Meryl Streep. I was going to say. Over Madonna. Yeah. Uh, but Meryl Streep was probably filming Mamma Mia at this time, so mm-hmm. that would make sense why she did it. Another actor who was up for a role in this movie, Billy Crystal, was up for as uh, Pops Wilbur. Yeah, as the dad. Okay. So he, I can see that. I can kind of see that. Yeah. I don't know if he can carry a tune. I don't think I've ever. He can. I think yeah, he could. Yeah. Here's another fun fact: Steve Martin. Robin Williams, Tom Hanks. Really? Up for consideration to play Edna. Really? Oh, my God. Can you imagine Robin Williams playing Edna Turnblad? I thought about that, but I can see why he would have turned it down because he already did Mrs. Doubtfire. That's true. But Steve Martin, I could see that, and it would have been a very funny... And I also couldn't see Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks can't do wrong. I told you I will watch I will watch a movie starring Tom Hanks as Malcolm X. Like I <laughs> told you I would give it a chance because Tom Hanks is the best. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's move on to who's next? Are we done? Who's next? Miss Nikki Blonsky. Miss Nikki Blonsky. So this is her film debut. Yes it is. Ready and but go. This, but this girl has been working towards this moment her whole life. She started singing when she was, I think, four or five. She started going to vocal lessons when she was about seven. She went 
to the old Broadway and to audition for this exact role playing Tracy, Tracy turned black on Broadway, mm-hmm. but was turned away because they said she was too young. Aww. Three years later, the girls played her in the movie, which I would say is the better way to play the character if you're going to play it. Fuck yeah, because uh, then you make a career out of You make a name Create for a career out of a role. As what she did. Mm-hmm. So she did this, and then she started to audition for other things and she auditioned for this movie and at the time when this movie when they called her to for the part she had been working at Cold Stones when she got her call so she stopped everything and was like yeah bitch I just made hairspray something mm-hmm. that she said she's wanted since she was I think like 13, 14 when she saw the show yeah. on Broadway nice. she was like this is my role and it is. she did it that's a self-fulfilling she- prophecy right there it sure is, and I think that she did a fantastic job. She looks like Tracy. Her voice fits Tracy. Her mm-hmm. mood fits. She, her face fits. Like she's just so adorable. Everything. She was, like I said, young when she did this movie. So she had her 18th birthday on set Aww, with her cute. family and friends celebrating this huge ass moment in her life, which I'm jelly because I want to play Tracy Turn Black. That's not fair. Is it because I'm black? Yes, it's because you're black. (laughs) But yeah, she did a great job and uh, this is where her career started. I just want to know if she threw an ice cream in somebody's face as she left. (laughs) I got hairspray. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Fuck Take that cone. I'm out. And she's just out. Uh, this is something that happened to her and the original Tracy not only worked really hard for this role, Mm -hmm. but because of the rigorous dancing and uh, training for this role, she ended up losing some weight. This is something that also happened to Ricky Lake, Mm -hmm. and they both had to kind of beef up a little bit to keep their Tracy figure, man. Yeah. Because that dancer life ain't no joke. Right. I've lived that dancer life, and it is no joke. You shed pounds as a dancer. You shed pounds. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting, mm-hmm. dude. I will say, uh, she's in another musical, well, a series. She is in a couple of episodes of Smash, the 2013 series, which love I it. absolutely love that sh- uh, show. And love I want to go back because I didn't even realize she was in it. I want to see how she does. She plays a character named Margot. That sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen it. You haven't seen Smash? No, I've seen Smash. I was just saying, I think I remember Margot. Sounds familiar. But she does a great job mm-hmm. in this movie. She does her own singing, does her own dancing. I have a fun fact. What's the that? The song that is cut from this movie, but you can hear it during the credits, is called Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now, mm-hmm. which would have in the play Tracy... Amber and Penny sing these songs to their mothers, uh, but on the the soundtrack to this movie, it is sung by Ricky Lake, the woman who originated the role on Broadway as Tracy, and the Tracy in this movie playing those three parts. So it's three generations of Tracys singing the Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now version from this movie. That's fucking so awesome. I'll, I'm gonna have to look that up after this. Yeah, it's a. I mean, one of my favorite songs in the movies. That's why I'm very sad that it is gone. Uh huh. That it's not in there. But if you do listen to the movie soundtrack, they do sing the song. Nice, I love that. Well, she's still working. She's still doing her thing. 
She, As she uh, should. Seems like she books movie almost every year. Uh, last good. one was last year. She did a movie called Ghosts in the Graveyard. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays uh, Mrs. E. So she's not 18 anymore. So she's aging into uh, older roles. Yeah. Hey. Very, very impressive. I think she does a hell of a job. She even holds her own when she is dancing in detention with Elijah. <laughs> it's the pain in place. Get it, white girl. She's like, ooh, I You're need one to be punished. She is one of us. <laughs> I know. I love how like, little Arnaz is like, I know Tracy Turnblad. Good for you, girl. You made it on the show. Like, uh-huh. She's like, I know this bitch. She's been dancing in detention. I love her. She did a great job. I'm happy that this was her start because this was a great start to any career mm-hmm. uh, and she did a fantastic job like I said she could dance she could sing she can act and I want to see her in more things I like thick chicks in more movies and TV shows so keep for an sure. eye out for her y'all mm-hmm. and on that note I am out alright I got like three more give me a break here we go Aretha Franklin hey was up for the part of Motormouth I can see that I can see that as well, but I'm very happy that they did pick the queen because she's good at it. So, Edna, a.k.a. John Travolta, says, Look, if you want to be famous, learn how to take blood out of car upholstery. Mm-hmm. John Travolta saying that, does that make you think of anything? <laughs> of course. Like him shooting someone in Marvin in the oh, fucking man, face. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. I shot Marvin the in the face. What the fuck you do that for? I didn't mean to, man. It's just God just went off. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know if that is a nod because of this movie. I wouldn't or doubt it. Not, but it is. It seems like to me a nod for Pulp Fiction, uh-huh. where John Travolta has to do car upholstery cleaning to get Marvin's blood yeah. and brains out of the fucking car. So pretty please. We should go on top. I thought clean the fucking car. Clean the fucking car. <laughs> Here's my last fun fact. The record shop store was actually set. The set was actually an auto repair shop. Mm. And then when you look at it again, you'll probably notice it like, oh, it kind of is set up like an auto repair shop. Like, I guess I can see that. So, yeah, that is what they use the set for. And I am out. All right. So, uh, it's time for Z for the the people. people. Ah. Yes, I. (laughs) Okay, so Z for the people. Uh, This week, Jason wanted to, he had something he needed to get off his chest about what we were Z for the people in. So I'm going to pass it to you. You're going to pass it to me? Oh yeah! Okay. You you text me. So yeah, I did text you. I, I wasn't sure if you were gonna head it up or not, but yeah, I feel. I mean, I am passionate about this too, but you made a point for it, so go ahead and Z for J for the people. It. <laughs> not in the right state of mind for this. I've been laughing my ass off, but we do need to talk about a very serious subject matter. Let's bring it down. Uh, yeah, we gotta bring it down for a minute. Uh, as most of you have seen on Instagram, on Facebook in the news here Everywhere. and there. Uh, we're actually recording this on Friday, and it is Ahmad Arbery's birthday today. It and is. for happy those birthday. of you, Yes, happy birthday. For those of you who don't know, he was 
shot by two white men in Georgia while he was going on a motherfucking jog. What we all fucking do. Minding his own goddamn business, trying to be fit, trying to just find a way to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And he got brutally attacked and shot. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, a lot of us, we were asked to uh, run 2.23 miles today and put the uh, hashtag I run with mod on our Instagram, on our social medias and things of that sort. Uh, I did that today. I actually did a live Instagram today because I had a lot of shit to say because this definitely hit home for me and it's got to fucking stop. One of the things that I talked about earlier today is that there can't be just seeing this as a normal thing that happens once a month. Like school shootings this shit is not supposed to happen at all and sharing a link liking a page is not good enough because when people have that much hate inside of them they are being proactive about spreading that hate and it is everyone's responsibility who disagrees with that hate to meet that hate directly and speak up Write a petition, sign a petition, make the fucking phone call. The reason why these two men are in jail today, they were arrested yesterday. It's not because of the video footage that everybody saw. It's because of the outcry of the public, of people calling the district attorney's office and demand that these two men be arrested. That's why they're in jail right now. It's not because the police were doing their jobs, because this guy was a retired police officer. Yeah. He already had ties to this police department that he lives in. And he was, they were going to walk away scot-free if it wasn't for the... The video. The video for the public because outcry, it, for us demanding the, that something be done. And technically, all they've been is incarcerated. And incarceration is not a conviction. It's not. But a video is shows their intention. There is no way to say that this man who was jogging in his neighborhood, like what you do every day, like what I do every day, walking in a neighborhood that you bought a house in, you rent a house in, you rent an apartment in, in the neighborhood that you are in every day. I park my car there. I, you know, I say hi to my neighbors. I pay my taxes should not have to be shot on the street because they're black. And there is no other reason why he was shot than that, because if he was white running down the street, he would have been, he would have made it home. Like that's what that, that's it. And anyone who thinks different needs to look into themselves and realize that this world hates people of color, but to have people upset and outraged about this and yeah, in a time where nothing makes me It shouldn't me feel have taken right two now. months to put them in custody, though. Yeah. They've been walking around scot-free for two fucking months. But if that video wasn't out there, they would still be walking around. Yeah. They absolutely would have. Um, so Ugh. if you guys want to do something, be proactive, I suggest that you follow Grassroots Law on Instagram. Oh, yes. Go to runwithmod.com and 
find out what really happened, get the full story, and damn it, just fucking stop. I don't really have much more to say about it. I feel you, man. Black people, we've been dying for no reason for centuries. This is nothing new, but it needs to stop. So if you feel like it needs to stop, find a way to protest safely by signing petitions, you know, doing your own run for him in your own way, especially since the reason why we are all distancing from each other. You can't really come as a community and do something for him, but do something spiritually, physically, and mentally in honor of him because he's not here. We here. And we need to stop this shit. So I'm glad that you brought that up because this movie does deal with a lot of racial issues and lines. Yeah, yeah, it does. So that does fit. But uh, find a way to help. And that's our uh, Z for the people. Just sad Z for the people. Yeah, we're sorry to end this episode on such a sad note, people. But uh, it really does need to be discussed. It needs to be addressed. And the last thing I will say is you have a lot more power and ability than you realize and one of the biggest things that you can do is educate the next generation because prejudice and racism is not something you're born with it has to be taught therefore it can be untaught and if you see a young kid regardless of whatever race he is who Mm. is showing signs of being prejudiced against somebody of color, of somebody's sexual orientation, of their uh, personal preference, of self-identification. You need to address it immediately while that person is still teachable before the wrong things are formed in their head. So, yeah. That's just my Z for the people. And I'm fucking done. I'm ready to turn this fan on. It's hot in here. I'm sweating like a whore in church. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They'd be sweating on Sunday mornings. <laughs> I know, since I watch church on TV now here in my room, in my pajamas. Coming straight nice. from the club. Normally. <laughs> Normally. <laughs> all right, you guys, we are out of here. We Goodbye. will see you guys next week with a brand new episode and a wonderful, lovely guest on my yeah. camera cocktail. Cocktails! <laughs> Cause I'm big, blonde, and beautiful.